Retirement savings are good, but we really need retirement income. We're going to talk about that coming up on the show next. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. All right, welcome back. My name is Kirk, and I'm not a financial expert. But I'm Jake, and I am the financial expert. But together, Kirk and I talk about money, we talk about the economy, and we talk about financial planning, all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth both today and into the future. So speaking of the future, we need to talk about income in retirement, retirement. which is a something that a lot of people don't necessarily think about other than the distribution of your savings and investments, right? right? right and we're talking right. about something on top of that. Mm-hmm. So there is the savings that you should do and you should have a certain amount of money based on you know, expectations, when you expect to retire, your particular lifestyle, your yeah. mortgage, like anything, any, a whole bunch of factors that you should work with Jake and a, or a CFP of some sort to kind of figure out what that number is. What's your yeah. magic number for retirement investments and savings, mm-hmm. but we're talking about something on top of that, right? We're talking about something even different. Yeah, today. and it's it's more it's it's less about that emphasis of only using retirement savings accounts as the primary source of funding a retirement lifestyle, because there's often a disconnect that because that's the thing that's typically offered to people and pushed in their face is like a 401k or an IRA, right? And through your work, they set that up for you. So I'm saving my money for the future. That's great. Those are great principles to have. That's a, that we, we always say that, but I also push clients to think outside the box when it comes to planning for retirement so that you're securing other ways to generate income when you retire or when you slow down your work life, right? And that's a different thing. You can obviously turn on an income to some extent from your savings, but we also need to think about, you know, as we're building wealth, are we, you know, getting rental properties that are going to create income stream? Are you, do you have a side hustle that's going to create some income that could be continued in retirement? Because sometimes, our investments and our savings don't perform well or don't grow to the level we need them to. And if that's our only source of funds that we're going to use in the future, that puts us at jeopardy of not being able to do what we want to do when we get older. Yeah. So there's a variety of ways to have income in retirement. So generally we think of income as like you have a job, Mm-hmm. You know, you have a business that has a profits that you take home, that you do something like that. And then you retire at a certain age and you're like, I'm done with this main thing that was making me 120000 a year. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to have that 120000 a year. I'm just going to have the savings that I've saved up from that 120000 years over the course of 40 years of working, right? Something like, yeah. something like that. Right. We're saying no. And I've said this and we've both said this on the show a lot. Like there's a, because of the modern world, there's a lot of ways to make money on the side, yeah. right? And, and th- this is a good idea to have. Now, one way, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit? So I'm going to talk about some more creative ways in a few minutes, but there mm-hmm. are some pretty generic traditional ways, right? So like, you yeah. mentioned rental properties, but mm-hmm. tell us about like this thing 
buying an income stream. What does that mean? What do you think? Like, so you, wait, I could so, spend my money to buy an income stream. Yeah. So there's an investment uh, product that's called an annuity. And an annuity is just basically a lifetime income contract that's issued from an insurance company. So like an insurance company creates these investments where you put some money into them and then through different options that you can pick from in your annuity contract, they'll guarantee you a certain amount of income in the future. So I'll give you an example. Like let's say that you're participating in your 401k, right? But you also want to be able to have a minimum of $500 a month in retirement so that you can always drive a new car, right? Just as an example, like you think about, I always want to be able to pay for a new car every month and I don't want to have to worry about my investments not being able to generate that for me. So I'm going to go ahead and buy this investment contract that according to the calculations that are done by the insurance company, when I'm 60, I'm going to get to take $500 a month every month for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to have to worry about what happens to the investment values or what happens to the financial markets. And so you can create that by purchasing this annuity contract and giving, basically giving your money to the insurance company in exchange for a contract that says we will pay you X number of dollars in the future. And now usually there's like an investment return component to that so that when you're buying this contract, you're thinking, okay, I'm making a wise investment decision because I'm giving this insurance company my money for the next 20 years. They better in return, give me something valuable. Yeah. And so the difference between that and just putting that money in your 401k is that you're guaranteeing that something is coming to you every single month, no matter what happens with the future. That's so, the idea of buying an income stream. And now it's not just annuities. You could do like, you can do this. Like I know people who are professional real estate investors mm -hmm. and they use private money and they, what they do is they then take that private money. They invest it in some real estate product that they've developed or something like that. And then they yeah. give the, the investor what they call mailbox money. Yep. And that's the same kind of thing, right? Very so it's like similar thing. The, yep. If you have the money, they're doing the work and they're getting it. And then you basically get mailbox money. Now, with one thing I just want to make sure we make clear, with the life insurance example, the annuity you're talking about, the risk is pretty low, right? Would it, you say that or is that high? Low. Okay. No, it is pretty low because you're you're essentially using like what you, the concept of insurance. When I'm paying a premium for insurance, I'm shifting all the risk from myself to the insurance company, yeah. right? And the same thing applies with an annuity. I'm shifting the risk of running out of money from myself to the annuity company. In yeah. exchange for that, I have to pay for it, right? So it's yeah. expensive. And so the difference between that and then like the real estate example you just gave is that to some extent, I'm shifting some risk, but that risk is concentrated in a real estate portfolio, right? And so if that real estate portfolio doesn't perform well, the tenants leave, the income goes down, I am susceptible. My mailbox money might go down, which that risk wouldn't happen with an annuity or an annuity contract with an insurance company. 
Well, and it's not just that though, because if you're just the private money lender, right? If you're just the person lending the money, the issue might be um, the liability or the requirements of the people, the real estate investors you're, you're giving your money to. Yeah. So that's the thing to be careful of is there's a lot of people who claim to be real estate investors. It's not as established sometimes, depending on where you live. You know, you're not necessarily giving to a multi-billion dollar, multi, you know, mega company that can right. offset the risk, you know, like a life insurance company or whatever that can offset right. your risk or whatever. You, exactly. Like there was an article in, um, in San Antonio just recently, I believe it was. I think this is San Antonio. Um House flipper faces nearly five years in prison for investor fraud scheme, right? I oh, know this is yeah. Minneapolis, sorry. But I, I think the, the idea can happen. They all happen, the, though. Yeah, they happen. Totally. You have to be careful of like, you know, it's easy to, for someone to just sit, like I could just walk up to somebody and I maybe I flipped one house. So I'm like, I'm a professional house flipper. Give me, you know, $250,000 and I'll use that with a couple other people and we'll buy this you know, property that's a, a, you know, has like a little, it's a duplex or whatever, and I'll fix it up and then put people in it and you'll get money every month. It's easy. Don't worry about it. Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, but what if Kirk screws that up? Right. Like it's possible. It's so you have to, yeah. you know, I just want to make sure we're clear on the risk things about this totally. kind of annuity or yep. annuity and For real estate and other uh, realms. Now that's not to disparage real estate investment. No, these it are could be a so, very good thing to do. Yeah, and there are there are elevated ways in which you can sort of invest in what you're describing is something called a real estate investment trust or a REIT, R E I T, and those are essentially they are, are also investment products that you can look at. You know the the history of success of a particular REIT. So sometimes there's big big REITs out there that own like shopping centers. Um, and so they have a more well-established process for yeah. determining what your rate of return is going to be, but there's still that income component, which is what we're really talking about. And that's important because that's not necessarily something that you can get through your 401k, right? Your 401k, yeah. you're buying mutual funds and the mutual funds have a value and hopefully they're growing over time. But ultimately when it's time to take the money out of your 401k, you get to decide how much, how frequently, and then depending on the performance of what your investments are will depend on how long that money is going to last for you. And so mm -hmm. some of these other investment tools like a REIT or an annuity take some of that risk off your shoulders when it comes to how much income is going to be distributed without reducing the principal of what yeah. you've put in. Yes. And so when you're buying, when you're thinking about buying a an income stream, just look at a variety of options, mm -hmm. REIT, annuity. I, I think there also is like a outside of a real estate investment trust. There is just like giving to like investing, private placements of yeah, uh, like, yeah like like you know like, like our investor that you know right yeah like, well like Marco and Hillary that you've had on your show right that's what they do I don't think they do REITs necessarily but they do smaller contracts mm -hmm. where like they just bought like a mobile home park right with mm -hmm. private money and I, they didn't yeah. use a REIT or anything like a specific thing but again I think looking at the reputation um, and getting to know them but when you I, I the point that is really important here though is that you have to that there are riskier things and so no matter what I think with when you are deal, 
if you compare a life insurance or an annuity and a REIT versus private money lender to a real estate couple in your area, um, it's no matter, you know, no matter how much, it's still a little bit of a bigger risk that you have to take. Sure. Now that the, totally. it could be, so just, you know, take that because it doesn't mean don't do it. It could be a very, you need to do your due diligence, look into it, have someone else look into it. And it's like, oh yeah, these people have 50 properties. They've been doing this 10 years. I know, you know, 25 private money lenders who've been doing this with them and they're all getting their money. It's all, you know, it's above board, good stuff. Okay, that's great. And then you could have mailbox money. And, and I know a lot of real estate investors who do that. And then there's REITs and, and annuities. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about some creative things you could do. So not okay. just, these are like kind of traditional things. I mean, you could yeah. you could flip yourself, by the way. You don't have to get somebody else to do it. You could flip a house, right? That's, that's sure. if you yeah. want to, if you want to like in retirement, you know, just once in a while, take some money you've saved and put it into a house or something and, and flip it. Yeah. It gives you so, like, maybe you have the energy to do that. Like retirement doesn't right. have to mean sitting on your butt all day, every day and do and watching golf. Right. <laughs> right. Like it can mean that, I guess I, I don't yeah, find that particularly want. exciting for you know, right. 10, 20, 30 years of my end of my life. But you know, there, there's a lot of things you could do. I mean, one thing you can do is you could start an Etsy if, you know, like mm-hmm. just for fun, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, and let's say you, you know, try to make actual money with it. Let's say you make something, you create something. I mean, I've seen, you could you could even do this locally where, um, you know, let's say there's some kind of treat that you bake or make that everybody loves. And people are always saying, oh, you should start a restaurant. Well, maybe you don't want to do like a restaurant. You don't want to do something big, but you can just like start, open up a store online for just mm-hmm. people in your area. Right. And they could make orders. So I know people who uh, make those little chocolate cocoa balls. Right. And the hot hot cocoa balls that you like, you pour hot milk on and it bursts open and, you know, they sell them like minimum $25 for like three of them and you have to buy it. And that's it. And and that's basically what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And I don't think that's like their main income source in life, but you know, but it'll pay a bill or two. Yeah. I mean, you could make a good, extra yeah. 500 to 750 a month on the side doing something like that, you know, like if, especially if you're actually good at it and you might be able to grow it into something more. And, mm-hmm. and that's obviously a simple example. You could do, maybe you're really good at just making chocolates and like people want to buy homemade chocolates and they can do that. And and so there's, there's, there's a lot of little things. I mean, I know if people who, you know, they have bigger property cause it's Texas. It's like, they get some eggs, there's some chickens Right. Yeah. And they have like, and, and they like having chickens in the house because they're in the area because they have this, all this property. And mm-hmm. so they like, oh, I, you know, like I went to my um, Thanksgiving and I had a cousin who like was foisting on all these eggs because I ate a lot because they have so many eggs and they only have like four chickens. Right. But chickens lay a lot of freaking eggs. So they're like, <laughs> here, take out. So that, um, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like uh, there's a lot of creative ways to make money. I mean, you don't have to make chocolate or, get chickens, but crochet something, you know, maybe you always thought about writing books. Well, you know, take a writing class, um, start writing, learn the business side of it as a hobby. You know, it doesn't have to be full-time. You could do it an hour or two a day on on the side and just kind of learn some things as a, as a hobby. Um, you Uh, know, flipping, flipping furniture, reselling items, you know, that you pick up at estate sales or garage sales. Yeah, if you're like um, good with your hands, uh-huh, like you, you could refurbish stuff. stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, you go to garage sales. You could take it. Like oh, I could clean this up. 
I can clean this table up. It's wood. I know how to, you know, finish it, make it look beautiful. Yeah. Buy it yeah. for five, 10 bucks at um, a garage sale or um, Goodwill. Right. Mm-hmm. And they kind of mm-hmm. refurbish it, but maybe you can make it even better. Right. Um, you know, they don't usually do that much to it, I think. And they're just going to put no. it on the floor. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you can go to garage sales and get it before it goes to Goodwill even. And then you could clean it up if you're good with your hands. Like if you like to build stuff, try try that. Yeah. And then just I think that, yeah. So I think the eBay. important thing with this conversation, and also something that's important for people that are young, is you're changing your perspective on what your retirement savings mm. profile is going to look like, right? Because some of these things require some intentional, maybe skill building early on, maybe you know, career choices that you make, right? Like you may start a side hustle earlier on. And so all of that shifts my perspective to saying like, I don't want to put two grand a month into my 401k. Mm. I'd rather put 500 a month into my 401k and, you know, spend $200 a month building my side business because I know that that'll generate more income for me right? That has a material impact on how I'm planning today for something that's going to happen in 20 or 30 years. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so like one, what you're saying is think now about how you're going to have that side income be your actual income on top of all your other savings and other things, but like the whole layout of your plan is exactly. your post 65 years will be. Yeah. Cause that's how I think about it. Right. Like I think about the books that I write and like, how can I write stuff that will always give me money? Right. A little exactly. bit of, even if it's not a lot, just a little bit, I'm not talking, you know, whenever we think about being a writer, we sometimes think about becoming a best selling multi-platinum, you know, a singer. If you're like, if you like singing, you could uh-huh. do singing. Um, but there's, but there's ways that if you think about the market, like, oh, maybe, you know, something I've thought about is like, maybe I could write a book for gen- general audiences or for um, edu- like high school teachers and junior high teachers on just a simple little book that will always be useful. Maybe it won't sell a million copies, but like for poetry, like how to teach poetry to young kids and, and that's it. And maybe I could just always be marketing that. And so like, yeah. if I can get to the point where I'm spending you know, hundred dollars a month on marketing and I'm getting two fifty back from sales. Boom. That's, that's, that's money. Right. And if, if I know how to, if I can hopefully do that forever and then maybe add another book to it and, you know, maybe do that, spend $150 on marketing every month. But that's the kind of thing of like, think outside the box. Don't be so reliant on other things. What are some skills yep. you have that you could do this with, that you can develop skills? Like your job has a skill Right. So like if, if Jake wanted to retire tomorrow, let's say, or like yeah. in, at 35, let's pretend, you know, okay. a million years mm-hmm. from now for Jake. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what would you do with the skills that you have right now to make extra money? And let's say like your savings was pretty good, but you wanted to make, you know, with right. the skills that you've developed, what would you do for a side um, hustle? Can you think for of a it? side hustle? I'd yeah. probably keep, keep doing taxes to some extent, because that's a completely separate revenue stream from um, financial planning, right? But that's so, still a job. Yeah, but it's it's self-employment, right? So like, uh, okay. but if from a hobby perspective, I love to flip furniture. So okay. finishing wood furniture would certainly be fun. Um, I don't know how lucrative it would be, right? But 
certainly something to put emphasis on. Um, but you, but like, so you said the tax thing. I think that the thinking outside the box is you could still do like a side hustle of um, using the skills you developed as a CFP as like a consultant on the side. Yeah. So yeah. like, even if you left iFinancial, like, you know, you could do the tax thing once in a while. You could maybe do some, you could sell some accounting stuff where it's like, I'll work, you know, for one or two big clients or whatever. And that's it. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's another thing you like, yeah, yeah, like where it's project based, it's you're in control. You're not going to be making six figures, but you're going to make a little bit of extra money on the side and you're mm -hmm. keeping up with your skills and so on and so forth. So there's, right. there's a yeah. lot of things you could do where you're making a little bit of extra money. Doing you could it. teach, right? If yeah, you exactly. Have a skill set, you could teach your skill set to other people. Yeah. Um, well, and there's also ways like there's programs like ClickFunnels. Um, Russell Branson, I think is no, not Russell Branson. What's his name? Like there's there's a whole thing you could do where you can figure out how to record yourself and uh, teaching something, mm -hmm. develop a course on oh, on what you you're trying to teach, and then sell that somewhere too. You know, yeah. you could do like 10 things on how to do this, uh -huh. right? And you could try to find something where you provide a unique voice and how to do it. Right. Um, you know, back yeah, that's to... Cool. That's that's a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, there's just, a, there's literally like, you just have to do research. You have to think around, think, think about it, look into it. So like, if you, you know, another one is garage sailing, it's called, I think, where you literally go around to garage sales, you have your phone. You have to use your phone because you need eBay on it right away. You you could just take a picture of certain items or you could just like look it up on your phone mm -hmm. of like how much is this old Ninja Turtle toy figure go on eBay? And they're selling it for 50 cents. Oh, it's 1050? I can sell it yeah. for 1050. So like with shipping, and there's apps that'll do this for you now where it'll say, like, this is how much it's gonna cost you to ship it. So your profit will be X. So you buy this 50 cent That's thing. Yeah. And you can just figure it out like, you know, oh, it's going to cost like $2.99 to ship it or, or $4.99 or whatever. I don't know. So, you know, and you could sell it for $10.50 plus shipping or whatever. So you're going to make a $5 profit. Boom. 50 mm -hmm. cents turns into a $5 profit. Yeah. Right? Or like you, you know, buy this. Thing. And so you could literally people are doing this on the weekends on top of their job. This is like a whole movement of trying to like for entrepreneurs of people who want to become entrepreneurs. Like, how do I make extra money? Takes money yeah. to make money. How do I do that? Well, it's like, hey, yeah. you, here's how you could do this with a very simple thing. You could do that retirement too. It's a hobby. Yeah. Just go around yeah. and look for go things. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's just so many ideas. I can come up with this all day. Like if you, like my dad loves <laughs> Buffalo Bills. I'm like, dad, just go around and get all the Buffalo Bills paraphernalia you can. Start uh -huh. up a website on this stuff and just start like talking about it. Do a podcast about it. Sell your stuff. Like he knows yeah. everything about the Buffalo Bills from their inception until today. And it's like, and just like, just talk about it. And, do that. so and a, like, ran, a random skill that you can leverage and turn into yeah. something. That's, that's, that's the power of the internet. Yeah. It's not going to make yeah. you millions. That's the, I think that's the, that's the point. Everyone thinks of these side hustles. Like, Oh, if I'm going to be a writer, it has to be millions. No, you can make hundreds or even a couple thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You know, if you're pretty and good that pays at it. your bills, like the whole yeah. objective here that we're trying to get to is like, don't just focus on trying to accumulate a million dollars by the time you're 65. Focus on how can I get $3,000 a month when I'm 65, right? Yeah. Without having to leverage my savings. So what are the things I can do? That's not a huge um, 
income, you know, we're not trying to be millionaires because we've already established a lifestyle that we want. We just now want to create, come up with creative ways so that we don't have to work as hard to save as much of our money every single month into an account that I can't touch until I'm old. And I, I think you need to um, also take into consideration, even when you're younger and you're planning, like you're saying, the mm-hmm. idea that developing the skill of thinking outside the box for income might be very valuable like in this next recession because I think a lot of people are going to get fired. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to lose their jobs in this next recession. And like, it's a good time to try to figure out how to make some extra money in yeah. a variety of ways. Start cooking yeah. that chili and selling it to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, figure it out, man. Yes. That's, you know, that's why advice. I always have side hustles. I don't let, ever let, because like if I lost my job, I, it would suck. It would take a huge hit. But I have but, side hustles and I could pop, ramp those side hustles up if I need to. Right. Um, yeah. And I, that, it's, that's di- it's, the, it's totally the concept of diversification. Like we talk about with our investments, only with your income and your skill set. So diversifying is always a great thing. Apply yeah. it to other aspects of, of wealth building. And one of those is increasing income sources from different ways of doing so. Absolutely. I like it. So get some income, get some income, think, plan for some income. Don't just plan for that savings account. That's right. I like it. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode of Jake of all trades. Be sure to check us out on social media by searching for at Jake's two cents and check out the blog at Jake's two cents.com. Take care. We'll see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.